Hey guys, Frank with Tithely, uh, coming to you live with another episode of Modern Church Leader. Uh, great to be with you guys. We're trying Tuesdays. We've been doing Mondays, but we're trying Tuesdays now. Uh, but super grateful for all the folks that join live. We've got uh, you know people from all over the country and once in a while from Canada, Australia, the early birds. Uh, but we've got a great show lined up today. Uh, we're going to talk more about doing online church, but actually talking with uh, a pastor and church leader from one of the largest churches in America that's been doing church online for a long time. So super excited about today's show. Let me pop in Kyle. Kyle, what's going on? What's up, Frank and the world and Canadians? Is that what you also recognize other countries? Is that what I think some, we get some Canadians. I mean, it's the top, we do this at 9 a.m. Pacific like in the US. So it's a little hard for Australia to join, though once yeah. in a while you'll see some. But we record it and you can watch it on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So, man, thanks for having me. I am honored. I'm honored to be here today. So yeah, man, good to have you. And tell us where you're coming to us from. Like where is where is Kyle? So, yeah, home base. Our, um, I am in Edmond, Oklahoma. So really kind of in the center of the US. I try outside of Oklahoma City. It is a dreary, cooler day. It only 73 degrees. It is. It was a smoking like 100 something this weekend. So yeah, it's been nice blazing. San Diego's been pretty hot and it's overcast today. This is good weather. I'm like wearing, yeah, not more than one layer. That's not been a normal thing. So hopefully this stays around a bit. But yeah, so Edmond, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. This is actually where um, our central offices are. So there's okay. a good amount of staff that work here to support yeah. all of the locations um around the country so yeah I, I remember being there once and being massively impressed at the command center uh, <laughs> all, all the screens so tell tell everybody what you do like at life church maybe a little bit about life church for the three people that may not know <laughs> and, uh, you know like how'd you get into ministry yeah. in, in digital ministry yeah so um i've been on staff now almost eight years and my wife and i moved up here from houston um, to join the Life Church team. Uh, and I'll tell a little bit about that story because it sets up kind of the concept of the church online platform and the resources yeah. we give away. But um, Life Church, uh, multi state, multi site, where we're based here, where our central offices are, but we have campuses, 35 campuses in 10 states, and uh, get the opportunity to serve all those campuses. My role is the central group leader, is, is the title of digital technology. And so obviously there's a lot of pieces of technology. There's a lot of things all throughout. Yeah, the yeah. I'm like, but, wait, that's the, mo that's the most yeah. broad. I know Everyone, yeah, is very broad. But for us, the kind of the way the teams that that makes up is um, we call it interactive. So all the custom development that we do um, yeah. where we even stuff we buy and then kind of customize it. Uh, IT, so all the hardware, software supporting not just our staff, but all the campuses. And then we call Open Network, which is the team that gives away all the technology we build and then are able to give away. So that team wakes up, Church Online Platform being one of those we'll talk about. And then the actual Church Online team, which is the ministry side, the communications, all that's really serving all of those people that don't attend one of our physical campuses, but still call Life Church their home. Or maybe they're just, they stumble upon content of ours or a live service and we get opportunity to minister to them, that team, a church online team wakes up thinking about that. So that that's how we defined uh, digital technology. And I mean, that's a, like a lot and and by far probably more than any church on the planet actually uh, does in terms of tech. I don't know, maybe there's 
a couple others out there that would be similar to you guys, but probably not many. Um, and there's some, there are some amazing churches that are doing creative, innovative things with technology. And it's not just about how many staff you have. It's about the ideas and the vision and then bringing yeah. resources to it. So yeah, we love partnering with churches and we have some really good friends throughout the world of just churches that are doing amazing things with tech. And so yeah. uh, we love to learn from them and try to implement some of their ideas. So, and, and you guys notably created the Bible app <laughs> as one that, yeah. that's solid. That's, that was a solid win right there, man. That is amazing. The opportunity to steward what God's doing through the Bible app and yeah. all that now he's doing um, inside of it through partnerships and relationships to help spread God's word word to around the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is, is absolutely amazing. So that, that is, that is a, its own team. So obviously that's, that's digital and that's technology, right. but it's actually its own team. And, yeah. um, one of our larger kind of engineering teams and partnerships teams, but I love is that it's part of the church. It is all the, all the Uversion team members are life church staff members and Right. serve and attend and they're part of life church but they wake up every day thinking about um intimacy with god through the bible and now it's kind of been, if you've noticed in the app they've been expanding different ways to uh connect with god through through scripture yeah yeah no i love it and then the other big one i mean no there's a lot of stuff but you know i think you version the bible app and then i think church online yeah. um right the church online platform so talk to us a little bit about just like, when did you guys start doing church online or maybe creating this church online platform that you guys sort of give away for free? Yeah, um, I'll give a little bit of a context to set the story up. So 2006 was a real pivotal year. A lot of things happened. Um, one of them was um, our leadership really just decided what are we gonna do with the resources that we have? Um, all of our churches, all of our ministries, we have resources, we steward resources. Right. And what are we gonna do with man, the, the curriculums, the creative, the assets, the things that were created. We had churches asking, hey, can we use them? We thought, what are we going to do? We, yeah, should we sell them? Should we, what, what, what route? And, and, and that's the stuff that you guys were creating for your own stuff. Yep. And life yep. church growing and getting, I mean. Pre-Bible app, pre-online pre, pre yeah. online platform, just this idea of really just the creative assets that so many of our churches are creating. And so we launched a site and I'm just, it's kind of the setup to the story, but open is open network is now this network of things we give away open.life.church and Hey, we're going to give it all away. We're going to give it away for free. So kind of that decision to live out that value of irrational generosity. Um, and that's one of our key values, right? We believe it's more blessed to give than receive. So that was, that was what God called our church to do. We started giving stuff away. Um, that was the same year that we launched church online, not the platform, but the ministry here at life church to say, hey, if we're called to do anything short of sin to reach people, right. we got to do things that no one's doing at that time. How do we leverage this thing called the internet yeah. and go reach people that maybe don't have access to attend a church? Maybe- That was 2006? 2006, 2006. Okay. Easter 2006 yeah. is when Church Online started. And it's taken on a variety of different expressions, but it was all about leveraging digital, leveraging the internet, yeah. taking the message of Jesus that's coming from Life Church, and man, just reaching people all around the world, getting creative with, you know, running different ad strategies of targeting where people are maybe searching for one topic. Um, you know, think about the things like suicide or pornography or just anything that like, man, what we know as followers of Jesus, they need Jesus. That's what they right. need in that moment, but they don't right. know that yet. How could we put church or a live service right in front of them? And so that, you know, that 2006, 
But then 2011, so we've had this spirit of giving away our resources. And then the thought of, man, what if we could give away this piece of technology to help other churches do online ministry? So we actually partnered with several other churches to say, hey, what if we built it as a platform? And so 2011, it rolled out beta. There's just a, a handful of churches that were using it, leveraging it. And then 2012, it became a product. Um, and then that's when I joined the team 2012 is right after the church online plot, the original version of it was live. Mm-hmm. And then now we actually, uh, we're on version four of it. So it's been, nice. you know, 2011 being a platform to now 2020, uh, to see all that God's doing, just churches getting creative saying, what I love is saying, let's leverage any means possible to keep spreading the gospel. And, um, obviously COVID, uh, took some of the, and we we thought one day we would do online and then now we have to do online everybody had to do what so maybe before we get into covid so from 2006 to 2020 um you know like how did church online grow at life church like what did you see in the early days or you know or what did you you know i guess if you joined in 2012 um 12 to 20 like how have you seen online church evolve um, at Life Church. Well, I think the first the first approach was, man, what are we doing at our physical campuses? Can we do that online? Right. And, you know, at Life Church, uh, kind of a streamlined mentality of the types of ministries and offerings that we have to our community. So can we replicate that online? And so much of what we do is centered around the weekend, uh, people being in church, and then we empower people to go do small group, like we call them life groups, go do them in homes and coffee yeah. shops. And did, so why can't we do those digital? And I mean, it was really just saying, what do we do to serve our physical communities? What if we see the world is now a community for us to read the, through the internet, what can we offer them? Yeah. And so, man, a service looked very similar. You'd have a campus pastor, you'd have worship, you'd have a message, you'd have an opportunity to take a step uh, both to a relationship with Jesus or maybe just us taking a step from the message you just heard in an app. So, we really were just recreating what we did. But then, man, through technology, we can almost get sometimes creative and do things that we can't do online. So we've, we, I, I remember, this was pre-me, but I remember being at an, um, prior to being on staff at Life Church, going to church online at Life Church to see, all the, see what this is all about. Right. And I remember they had like an A, B option. At that time, we had two kind of broadcast campuses and you could like, which worship pastor did you want to watch that weekend? <laughs> and so, yeah, like just trying different things and, uh, you know, just seeing what was really the whole goal is to engage people, right? Engage right. them where they are and then lead them to take a step. We always believe that people have a next step to take. So, yeah, just trying different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then we jump in, COVID hits, like how many people, give or take, was what, you know, at Life Church's online campus or whatever you guys call it, church online, like how many people would you see on a given weekend before COVID? Yeah, what yeah that's a great. So we track a lot of different numbers and obviously uh, tr- data and tracking is a is a big aspect of the platform and a big need for, for local churches. They're diving yeah. in. They're used to counting it one way in a physical. So then how do I track the online? And oh yeah, that, way, yeah that's nope. a whole, that's, that's a big topic. So, so when you ask a data number, I don't necessarily know that, oh, here's the number we get. This is the number. Yeah. For us, we're monitoring all the ways in which people, um, and this is maybe jumping a little bit ahead, but all the ways in which people can engage with us yeah. through the internet, if you will, we see as online ministry. So we have like 90 services through the church online platform. Um, man, we also are streaming live services, Facebook, YouTube, um, all the different Instagram live 
we just any way possible, how do we present the gospel online? And for us, it's all about community around content. That's mm -hmm. a phrase that like for us is so crucial because there's a lot of ways we we can consume a lot of content, right? right. Like podcast right. or video, YouTube. And we man, God is moving through content being delivered that way. But for us, what's so important, church is more than just about delivering a content. It's about the community. And so in a physical, we would say the people that we're around, the people we're sitting yeah. with, people I see in the lobby. But on a digital, it's the people that can engage that content together. And so we see online ministry happening in all different places. So there's a lot of different numbers we're tracking. And then you track them all kind of individually and see where are we seeing growth? Obviously, the big is where we want to see people coming back, right? Where they didn't just come once, but they came back. So that's, you know, there's obviously pre-COVID, but then there's been this whole like, okay, when no one can come to physical, you obviously see a, a lot. So many of our churches saw massive spikes. Because right, right. There was nowhere else to go to consume the content. Yeah. So, totally. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so... Uh, I guess on the church online platform, what have you guys learned about, and this is both maybe what you guys at Life Church has learned, but you've probably learned a lot of lessons by seeing a lot of other people do it as well. What have you learned about doing, you know, church online in a, an effective way? Like how to, yeah. church, most churches aren't Life Church, right? Most churches are hundred members, 200 members. They're doing online church. Like what are some of the key components that you've, you've seen kind of make online church really good? Well, I think the part that just reemphasizes that we all need some community to be part of. Right. And so I think that was the part that the moment, um, you know, yeah, is, is the attender of life church. If you were to walk into a building today, the idea of online, we talk about it all the time. It's part of just, it's just part of who we are. Mm -hmm. But I just think what we've seen in talking to a lot of churches is that the idea of the community that God's called a pastor or a group of leaders to reach, that the need for that community to come together and worship God and, and be the church, uh, man, just it reemphasized that the fact that even if the physical, I can't actually walk into that building, the importance of still coming together Right. And so we always believed that that wasn't like, oh, that's a new learning, but that's definitely what COVID showed, not just life church, but when we talk to other churches, the need for it. And even in, in just some of my personal interactions with churches as they were launching church online platform, I, what I loved hearing was, hey, we, we had never stepped into this space. We kind of like almost not wrote it off like in a negative way. We just said it, that just wasn't what we were called to. But now it's almost as if God has opened our eyes up. Yeah, this is now an opportunity we have. And, you know, this is pre kind of buildings opening back up. But I mean, parts of the country still not opening back up. It's not open out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just the ability to still and I think now churches are getting creative as maybe people are getting kind of that digital fatigue at times of like, yeah. OK, how do we still engage people um, through other means to still a community feeling connected together? Because that's what this COVID thing it is important. And what I hate is that our enemy is using is using it to isolate people right that tell right. people they're alone they're not alone right they just we need to re so i know our our physical campuses are so focused on um even if those that aren't coming back to the physical just do we know where our flock is do we know where the people are they're right. a part of our community before the building has shut down and even though our buildings are open back up now there's some that haven't come back and there could be different reasons and do we know those reasons do we know how right. to care for them communicate with them to serve them and so that's a big focus right now of our church as a whole, but then especially those that did have physical that had digital and now are figuring out both. Right. Right. Trying to figure it out. I mean, it's a, we can talk about it in a little bit. 
Um, but but jumping back to kind of church online, like you guys have been building the platform and you talked about kind of next steps. Like what things uh, do you see like having the most impact like via the platform? So I'm engaging in church. I'm doing church online. And you talked about kind of like there's a next step that you want to drive people towards. And that's life yeah. churches mentality that probably exists yeah. in a lot of churches. Um, but yeah. what kind of things can people do and what do you see getting the most like engagement through the platform? Yeah. It's a good question. So I think that's really why do we even build this platform, right? That's sometimes we ask, why don't, oh man, there's lots of places to now stream content in social platforms. Why not just only do that? Right. But to us, like the ability to help lead people, you mentioned take action is so important for us that God, when he's moving, that we then leverage technology to equip people to take next steps. Right. And so that's really, when you think about that is what the focus of the product, the platform is. Um, is so we call those moments. So there's gonna be those moments in your service where we're gonna call people. It could be a very direct call. It could be that there's just we know this is a heavy spiritual moment and maybe God's moving. And are we digitally giving people the ability to take a next step to yeah. indicate that they want to do the thing that maybe they're being prompted to do or being asked to do? And so we call those moments, and that's where you've seen so much. That's where we're putting a lot of energy in. Is honestly, you know, I think back during when quarantine first happened, I reached out to you, Frank, just talking about the give moment that right. was coming out, and just man, that's a crucial part of our services that active worship through giving. And and, and, and for every church that was now not in the building, that's a big part. Came pretty, pretty uh, important that people switch to an online giving method. So, and so in that our whole man, we know that a lot of the next steps may interact with other products like a Tidely. And so we wanted to make sure that when there's that giving moment presented in mobile via chat or in the desktop or however they're consuming and attending, because that's a bit, if I, if, if for, if for those that don't know the platform, obviously there's the big content piece. And I'm kind of using that as the media that content. And some people do not. So I, yeah, so, yeah, so I apologize if I over, if I skip that, but churchonlineplatform.com, you go there, the product's completely free. Um, out of that, I mentioned before that heart of a rational generosity. So we decided to give away other resources. So the platforms for everything we give, the Bible app's free, it's all free. We want to just equip the church, equip uh, his people. And so you've had the video, but then there's all these other components to it that enable the church to really lead people to engage, to build that community. So chat's a big part of that. Prayer is a big part of that one-on-one -on -one chat or one-on-one -on -one prayer. There's a whole portal to it for hosts. So, you know, you think about the behind the scenes to how do we conduct the online service when you log in as a volunteer, there's a whole different experience. We have multiple panes of chat happening. I mean, it's go, you sign up for free, get a demo of it, um, check it out. But that chat is so important. It's where the community is happening. And so in that chat, we give moments, kind of setting that up of and give moment and prayer moment and response moment. And um, there's lots of just different moments. The team keeps rolling out new types of moments, connect moment. And that's where we've seen, to answer your question, that's where we've seen a lot of engagement. Oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. And then I, I got a follow-up question on the moments. Yeah, so that that's just where a lot of the engagement's coming from because it's one thing to be, I'm watching the video, I, I'm consuming yeah. the content. Maybe I even acknowledge that there's a community there but when that moment happens, when the spirit moves or when there's a direct ask and I want to take action, do we have a product that's enabling them? Not just where I type something, but I actually take an action and then it triggers some sort of whatever you want as the church to do. If it's gather information, link them off to another product. Like I use Tylee as an example. We want to be integrated with those products so that you can continue to build that relationship. Because what you may only get is just an email address or just a name. Right. How do you begin fostering that relationship so you can serve that attender well? 
have you seen of all the moments you guys support um have you seen one rise above in terms of like the engagement and the level of usage on that yeah. particular feature so if i can talk about the priority of moments i remember when we launched the new version and for us our calling is to reach people, right? Lead people to Jesus. Right. Like I'm sure so many other churches kind of missional focuses. So that salvation moment, uh, there's one specific moment. The first one we built is the most priority is that we got to have the ability when someone wants to indicate that next step. Gotcha. That Because uh, the church is tracking that. They wonder how many people are we actually equipping and leading towards Jesus? So that moment is the one that we, man, we got dashboards around. We're looking at it. Cause it's like, right. man, that's why we do it. That's why the team that wakes up, it's not just how many people at Life Church, but through the platform. And uh, anyway, so that that's a key moment. But what right. I love seeing is in these other moments, you know, give moment, connect moment, that's a big one, connect. Because what I love about that moment, just the way the team built it, is that it really enables a church to do whatever they want with it. What do you want to connect them? You want to connect them to a piece of content? You want to connect them to maybe a registration? You want to connect them to a sign-up? You want to connect them to an external, maybe, maybe it's a Zoom group that you're launching. So that moment we see a lot of traction with because a church can customize it right, to really right. do anything. Uh, some of the newer moments that are coming on that response moment, maybe a, someone's first step is literally just like doing like a hand raise emoji or just like giving yeah. a, a digital amen or a digital, you know, yeah, that's me, whatever. So often in church, we may be sitting and I'm hearing that pastor and then maybe I laugh out loud or I, I say something back to them, you know, depending on the denomination that you're part of. Yeah, <laughs> But to even just through that, where I'm not giving you my info yet, I'm not signing up for anything, but I'll acknowledge that I'm engaging in the content. Right. So, so like see, in the chat or so, somewhere like there, they can click a button, like an easy reaction kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. how, do, how do you guys prompt that? Like, or how important have you, uh, or how important is like the engagement in the actual like chat experience? to yeah. creating like an engaged church, you know, like, I don't know, what, what have you learned around like from the online church perspective, getting people to actively kind of participate in the chat as part of how they're worshiping and keeping people connected and engaged? Like, you know, do, do you guys do stuff to help prompt that and make that highlight? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's really important as, especially as, in a high consumption area. And I think also to just that digital fatigue, perhaps that church mm -hmm. may be feeling like I'll, I'll get the message. Don't worry. I'll go. Don't worry. I'll, I'll make sure I'm watching the message, but the idea of feeling part that they're part of a church, not just that they consume from their church. Right. And it's not that man, how many chat messages are you making? That's the most important thing, but that they see that they're part of, and you start seeing names and faces and cities you start seeing. I mean, I know for me, one of my favorite things to see is where our church online team will do a screenshot of like, man, at the end of this service, 4.30 on Monday, 11 people gave their life to Christ this Monday. Right. And it's like, just like, I am, I am part of that. Even if I wasn't at that service, but the church that I'm part of. So for whatever your church, right, that's yeah. like that you're celebrating with it the same way we would if we were physical. You know, if you're at the end of a service, you may, depending on how your church handles it, you may like, man, oh my gosh, we're clapping because someone raised their hand in this service that I'm part of. Like you feel part of that community. Um, you want to now celebrate with them. And so to me, that's a, that is a part where they feel that. It doesn't mean they have to be X amount of chat messages per minute. Right. That means engagement. But that's why for us, the team creating technology to have a variety of type of moments. Maybe I'm not 
going to sign up for the thing or maybe my auto draft, if you will, of giving. So I don't need to click the give moment right. or, but I'll do the hand raise or I'll, you know, like whatever we want to create a variety of ways to engage people. And I know, um, uh, Alan George, who's our church online pastor in the team, whenever they're communicating, they're thinking specifically about the attender on the other side of a screen. That's how they're, so they're communicating the lead action. So even Pastor Craig, he, he adapts it into his language where he acknowledges the people in the physical, but also the digital right. so that we can lead them to take the step. So they are very specific in calling mm-hmm. that, like, here's what your next step is. Um, so, cause the idea of raise your hand, well, do you want me to, can anyone see me that I'm raising my hand? But the idea <laughs> of cooking or whatever that may be. You can do it now cause you're at home and no one can see you. So you have no, no risk. Yeah, I love. I just think about. I don't know when we were when we were in quarantine and um, our, our, the campus that we attend is open, and so we're we're going there on the weekends. But man, I just love to see. We listen to worship music all the time. Like we, my wife's a worship pastor, so by nature that's natural. But it was amazing to see our home turn into a sanctuary, turn into a place. I remember that my wife snapped a picture of just my wife and I were sitting in our two chairs. Church was happening on the TV. I'm on chat on her phone. You know, in the service. And our kids are there. They don't normally attend big church, you know, right, right. with us there. So they already watch their life kids content. They are, you know, they already had church in their mind, but now they're coming to church with mom and dad. And they knew the song because, you know, and it was so cool to see my three kids, my one year old's kind of like Bob Lane, but like we're worshiping together as a family yeah. in our house. And like, I just, that was a special moment for me that honestly, my wife and I was like, okay, we know that we're going to go back because our campus is going to open up. But this is so special. God's teaching us to on our own with our church family to worship together, yeah. to celebrate together, to praise together. Where normally maybe we were just in a consumption mode. Now we're in a community mode, even in the digital. So it was a special moment for our for our family when we were walking through quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I mean, I similar for us. I mean, I have one. The worship component is definitely the spot that like engages the kids the most. Right. Yeah. They, they like to sing. We sing as a family a ton. I have one kid who just belts it out like and you know we, we have music on in the house all day long and it's oftentimes it's worship music so he knows a bunch of the songs so anytime we play a song that he's he totally knows i mean he's like top of it he has no love, love it. there's no <laughs> he can't control the volume he just goes to the top and you know and all he's got man he's giving it all he's got to go I love it. And, and he'll do like you know half the song and he's like i'm done like but <laughs> he'll go for it um, no, so a, you know, that, when you think about learnings, you mentioned earlier, that was something prior to, prior to, you know, quarantine, the idea of physical, we hadn't besides deliver content delivery, right? Our kids content is online, YouTube pages for each kind of ministry. We hadn't had some sort of, um, home, like a community for kids and families. Yeah. And That's that a was a learning. We, we always knew it was valuable. But like I, we did, we had not prioritized it from a ministry standpoint, where we actually were building the content for the at home, if the, the church at home for kids. Right. So that's a that's a shift. That's a learning. Even as physical are opening back up, and for us now, all of our physical are open. Like we're still producing that experience and that online each week, and we just did the same thing for youth as fall was coming back in. Yeah. Um, our our switch is our youth ministry and so much of it was our switch was the identity was almost that it was an event that mm-hmm. that the youth ministry was an event it was a wednesday night event and i love the uh vince who leads our youth as from centrally 
what I love is that it's like, man, Switch was never an event. We allowed it. To, it's like, and he, he now he, he's got his, where he goes off on like Switch is the ministry. And we, one component is the, was the Wednesday night event. And so right. since we don't have that, here are the five other ways in which we are engaging and attempting to engage the youth of our church. They launched an online community now for Switch. And so even when the physical opens it back up eventually, they're still going to have the online. So again, yeah. for the on the church that been doing this in 2006, there's still this season's been some really good learnings of like, okay, we're going to do both, especially for ministries that maybe were so event driven or thought as of an event. No, nah, we got to reach people where they are at. I mean, the kids thing is actually huge because I think, you know, 98% of churches uh, in the world had to figure out how to do church online. Yep. <laughs> and that was just doing like the actual church service that they're used to doing in yeah. the building. Like they were trying to replicate that. And, you know, I think churches have learned a lot over the last six months on how to do it better and better, but then kids producing a whole nother set of things for kids is, is like, that's overwhelming. Like, how do I create this whole second set of things just for the kids? Um, but it's like so important, you know, like, and that's been the biggest. So, so since corn, so from March, when U S churches started shutting down, yeah. um, we had a flip real quick, right? Start offering that since quarantine U S number one downloaded resources on open. So open.life.church. There's thousands of resources. There's some amazing resources that have come out just during this season and yeah. kids so we have a package called church at home for the kids ministry number one downloaded resource package because really? now churches because we shifted how we present it and now we give all the way for free so churches can download it right. and we're thinking through the at home and then they can figure out a way to, to engage people we have some great ministry partners that are doing the same thing that now make those resources available for free because we recognize our first priority was the adults oh my gosh right. we got kids we don't want to just throw an ipad in front of them you know, like we want like, no, no, we want them to feel church. And so, yeah. yeah, that's a key component. And like you said, for a lot of the country that's still, there's no physical, it's not like it's going away tomorrow. So it's where a key part of our ministry we we're now doing on a weekly basis. And so many other great partners of ours are doing the same and giving it away completely for free. So yeah, I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Paul behind the scenes and he's been popping in a bunch of questions. I'm not oh, cool. sure we can get to all these, but let's try to grab a few. Uh, if you're watching the show live, uh, just shout out. Thanks for joining us today. Um, interviewing Kyle from Life Church. Heads up. I don't even know how to say your title, but like all things digital tech, uh, there you go. <laughs> or he's part of the team or something, but yeah, he's helping the church over there uh, in great ways. So we're talking about kind of what Life Church is learning through doing church online and yeah. uh, giving out, giving away for free the church online platform. So let's uh, let's ask a few of these. Yeah. Um, okay, here's, here's a good one. Uh, so this is from Jeff Tibbetts. How do I actively recruit a digital church pastor? All church, right. I've been doing much of it myself. I think this speaks yeah. to the heart of literally 80% of churches in America. Like, yep under 200 members, you know, there's a lead couple and maybe an, another a kids couple or something, but it's like, they're a yep. small church, they're into church online, but they're trying to figure it out. Like, yeah. uh, what tips do you have for Jeff? Yeah, Jeff, thanks for asking that question. I'm gonna speak and make some assumptions. So if I'm wrong, I apologize, but let's just say, man, I launched and obviously as the lead pastor, it was all your focus. And you're thinking, man, there's other things I also need to bring energy to 
but this digital church ministry needs to keep going and thriving and maybe even my physical is opening back up. How do I mandate the two? I do. Th- I love that you're even asking because you're saying, I feel like there needs to be someone that's waking up thinking about this audience. And I love, I think that's the right approach. Yeah. I know for us years ago, that was always the, the team has grown over the years, but the idea of a leader waking up thinking about how do I take what was going to be for the online or the, for the physical, if you will, and make it online. How do I care for them? How do I think about the family? So I think to answer just if, if reading between the lines, great that you're thinking about that. How do you, I think you find someone, I mean, that's the part that find someone with a pastor's heart. They don't, in my opinion, they don't have to be that they're the digital expert, that they are the most tech savvy. You're going to need, uh, depending on how complex and editing and all that stuff. You may need that if you weren't doing that prior, some of those skill sets to actually execute the digital. But I think the leader of it needs to be a pastor. Heart, maybe not ordained pastor, however your team is set up, but they have a heart for the people. Um, And that they, obviously all of us walk through this. We all have experienced it and they can continue to connect. They continue, Jeff, to give you feedback as the lead pastor. Hey, as we're thinking through this, let's not forget the digital audience. Hey, let's not think about how we're going to, like where where instead of saying, hey, the digital is the afterthought that we're thinking about, I'm like, okay, we have the way we're going to do it for the physical. We have the way we're going to do it for the digital. And it may be that they're the exact same. It may be that you have to a- adapt things. But I think just the fact you're thinking about that's good. But find someone in your church that can, that can run it and own it and be the advocate that can give yeah. feedback to you as the lead pastor. So how do you find someone? Man, I just believe that God's going to provide them. Um, I know the church is small, right. but I have some great leaders inside of it. So, yeah, pray hard. I I, lo- I love that he's asking the question too, because I, you know, I'm a big believer in like you need someone to own it, and yeah. I think pastor's heart. And then I would say, if even if they don't know the tech, like I think you want somebody who's actually like they're they're interested in it. They're they're they've got some curiosity. They they That's want good. to it out even if they don't know it but they kind of like because some people just don't they're 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 like that is not for me i don't want to mess with that like yes you know they're great pastors but that's just not there and i think you know if they're in that side of the world they're going to struggle through it because it's not it's not what they want to do so they're never going to put their like whole heart behind it and jeff i think too there are some great communities i mean just on the open network team i know that we have a, a facebook page and we have some communities that we're connected with of people that are in it with you. They're saying, hey, I got a new person we've identified, but man, who's going to help raise them up? Because I got other stuff to focus on, or I'm not the gifted one. There are some amazing leaders, leaders and pastors that are ready just to share all their learnings. They've either documented them, they have shared them, or they'll share them again. So um, I know that there's some great communities out there to get whoever you identify connected to. Yeah. Um, here's a good one from Dave Henderson. How do you measure engagement with content? And we kind of hit on this, but maybe just succinctly, like how would you, if you were fully in charge of church online, how would you measure engagement? Yeah. So when you say engage with content, you could go a little, you go really far because then I'm thinking like archived content and all that. But if we think about more of the weekend message and the live experience, uh, how do you define engagement? I think you could, you know, overall, you got to pick numbers and stick with them. I think for us, how many people are coming? because they're gonna vote by maybe their click or their time. So how many people are coming? How many people are coming back? We call that organic, where you didn't necessarily, uh, we run ads and stuff, but no, they just chose to come back, they're returning. Um, And then how many people are staying and how long are they staying? That's another way, just the length of that. And in the Church Online platform, you can actually see that kind of model of like, okay, how many people came in? Uh, How long are they staying? So we give you some of that, those analytics. 
Uh, and then engagement, it would be based upon those moments, this, just on the church online platform, you actually get a rundown after every service of this moment went live, how many people engaged with it. And so you get a breakdown and those would be some very simple ways of like how many people, how many returning people, how long they stay. And then based upon the opportunities you gave them to take an engaged step, how many people clicked on it or gave us their information or whatever that may be. Right. So. Right. Those would be some through the platform. Those would be some real simple ways that the platform actually gives you that data each service. Love it. Uh, so Debbie asked a good question. How are you engaging and reaching the older members? So specifically yeah. kind of, hey, this content is awesome for the younger generation, the online. And I'll kind of make it generic. I think it's just the online yeah. world. Um, but what about the older generation? So anything you've learned about even just church online and I don't even know what older is defined. I'm 42, <laughs> so I'm definitely not going to put myself in that bucket yet. But some would. Right. Uh, so, like, how do you, how do you engage yeah. the older generation? Yeah, I think the part that, especially for those, that I'm like, man, I've never, I've never watched content or consumed content. Obviously, with the church online platform specifically, and I think social media has really helped us because you know maybe they're comfortable with that and so you know i know for us we're putting our content in all those different platforms but for the church online platform where they're just not comfortable i know for us engage wise we specifically not yes from a health but also from a re-engage we targeted communicated to them picking up the phone calling those members at each one of our campuses just pulling it by their date of birth and so we got real proactive and making sure hey what's your comfort level on attending digital any questions you have so we got real proactive and just checking on one health because that was a big concern, especially when all this we didn't know. But then also just making sure how are they engaging in the digital church when that was our only option. Um, and so I know that that was a proactive approach we played. Hopefully the user experience, if they get to whatever URL you've linked them to or emailed them to or sent them to, hopefully the interface is good enough to where they can, even if they're not making action steps or at least be able to, to watch and be part of it. I mean, I love picking up the phone. I've heard that a few times in a few different interviews, like pick up the phone uh, and, and like, not just related to church online, but pick up the phone um, and talk to people and, and all that kind of stuff. But I also think related to church online, like I know people in our church, like would call some of the, you know, we call them like super aces. This is like, I think for us, this is like the 65 or the 70 year yeah. and older crowd but we would have people call them and make sure they could get all set up. Right. So, yeah. you know, friends or family members or some of the pastoral staff would just get on the phone, call them, walk them through. Here's how you do it. And get yeah, them set I love up. it. I'm envisioning that ministries have been started in campuses, their churches, like, Hey, you find whatever older is defined as, and they're digitally savvy, right? They're like tech savvy, man. Why can't that turn into their serving outlet for this season? Right. where they are like making sure that their community of maybe of the older generation, making sure they feel comfortable. I know my dad, he, I think he may be 64. He's like super tech savvy. I'm like, Oh my gosh, he loved this. Making sure all of his friends and they're, they're, you know, yeah. cause it's just, there's still, you'll, you'll meet them. You'll find them. But I'm my father in the church. same way. He's, he's in his late sixties. Um, but like, he's the tech guy in his neighborhood. Yes. Like he goes to his friends' houses and like helps them get set up on whatever or fixes their Wi-Fi or um, that kind of stuff. Okay. Another question. I haven't seen this one, but this is one that I've heard a lot. How important is it to have a host? Like for online church, the the hosts and however you kind of would think about that, but how important is yeah. that? 
So for us, we would say, you know, that phrase community around content, and you could just have it open end. It, I, we believe it is very important. One, it gives a great opportunity for either your staff or volunteers to serve at, right? Just the same way that when we open up a physical building, we have those that are there representing the church, putting a smile on, you know, sm I think about in the physical, smiling, wearing the t-shirt, saying hello. We believe that we need that in our digital experiences as well. So we think it's really important. It also enables that live prayer option once people are taking those next steps. When you are navigating people that have real questions, they showed up to church and the message or you don't know what they're walking through. They need to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. And are, is your church ready to respond? Again, if it was just about consuming content, maybe not. But if it's about community, if it's about reaching people, leading people to take next steps, we believe those hosts are crucial to uh, that going well. Yeah. And uh, like kind of along with hosts, is it also important to have somebody, volunteers or staff um, or multiple people like in the chat, like actively mm -hmm participating and engaging and moving people along in the chat experience? Yeah, we do. We set those roles up and in the platform, you can designate different roles at different permissions because there's features like muting chat messages or, um, or deleting chat messages or yeah. requesting one-on-one -on -one conversations for those that maybe are, you can just recognize they need a little extra help right now. Right, so we, right. we actually can, you can indicate that next to their name, like they're a host or they're whatever you can, I think you can change the name of it. And so we do. And then we also have volunteers that are just in the background, just ready to receive prayer requests, just ready to serve as needed. So we kind of, for us, we have our, our, the, the volunteers at the service are serving kind of a dual purpose. Yeah. 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 Okay. Love yeah. that. Okay. I think I know this person. This is from Debbie Cook. Uh, it says, I read an article that watching church online is like watching the fireplace on TV. You can see it, but you can't feel the warmth or experience the change in the, the changes in the embers. How do you overcome that? Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, an interesting, that's a deep one. I guess it's like, how do you create, and we've been talking a lot about it, but you know, maybe you can elaborate, yeah. like creating the so, connection, creating, yeah you know, like this is my family, like it's, it's just different, right? Like going yeah. in person and seeing people, giving them a hug, going to lunch after church versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. I just, I literally had the visual in my head of the TV on the wall fireplace. You know, I think the part one that the one thing that is crucially different is what is being communicated on that television. If you use that as an example or screen is not just an image of fire, but it's hopefully the word of God being communicated. And so I believe that that we're dealing with the, the Holy Spirit is there working and moving. So I think that's one part. The second part would be is how you communicate and how you clearly communicate to the audience that is maybe consuming it or being part of it or stepping their toes into this online space. And so I think that's crucial why the host is there, um, why the communicator, how how you're capturing the content is important. I know for us, uh, that is that is a key audience. Obviously, in a multi-site setting, Pastor Craig has gotten you, how he communicates. He's thinking about all the physical campuses, but he's also thinking about the digital, the people that are in their living rooms or in their cars or on the bus rides or whatever that may be. Yeah. So how you communicate, uh, going back to that first question about the fact of having someone waking up thinking about that audience and, you know, and giving that feedback to make sure that the content and the worship pastors, that they're 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 doing their best to be intentional about right. engaging that audience. And I think from a tech, from a, like a media creative standpoint, how you how you edit it or how you display it is also a key. 
where it's not this distant thing that I'm monitoring, but it's a it, it's more of an engaging thing. I know that um, our church online team is so intentional about bringing you into the worship, feel like you're standing there with others worshiping, even though you may be at home or you know in your car watching it. So I think those are some ways, Debbie, that it can, where you can take it beyond a fireplace TV to being content that welcomes and encourages and challenges and draws people in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think the host element is a big deal yeah. from what I've seen people doing, not that I'm some expert at it, but I feel like the host element is the part that draws people in in a lot of ways. Yeah. I would um, agree. It's kind of two-way, right? They're, they're creating this two-way connection. Uh, and then I think having, like you said, just having somebody who wakes up thinking about it, yeah. like and that that's always what they're trying to improve on and, and grow is important. Um, uh, this is good, man. There, there's more questions, but let's, uh, we've been on for a bit. Uh, I appreciate your time. Let's close with one thing. Like, how do you yeah. think churches should be thinking about church online as they start going back into the building? Like you guys are back in the building you guys have already been yeah. doing church online, but a lot of churches like mine uh, are not in the building yet. So we're still yeah. doing church online and, but we're all going to be faced with like, we're back in the building and should we still do church online? How yeah. should we that off? Like, what does that look like? So anyways, thoughts on that. Let me share a story, a short story. So we're over in time, but, um, and I was watching, I've been to a lot of church online experiences, a lot of different churches and, uh, I remember there was a church, a church that I respect greatly. I respect their leader. I've admired them for years and they've never really done online community. They've only streamed, right? That's just been their approach. They've streamed. Yeah. And I remember listening to a message. It was when buildings here in Oklahoma as campuses were churches were able to open back up and they're in Oklahoma as well. And I just remember the phrase he used of the fact that during this season, God's enabled them to reach people they would have never reached before. Maybe people that had moved away that now feel reconnected. Maybe they never found a church home where they moved to and they finally now feel connected. Like he just was elaborating on all these different types of people they've had the opportunity to reach in a short period of time. And it wasn't about the numbers, but it was about the people that their right. lives had been changed and they had gathered those stories through action and through the moments, all that stuff. And I remember his phrase, it just stuck with me really hard. It was like, we're not giving up on you. And the way that he phrased it, they, they create an amazing in-person experience, this church does. And as they went back is that we are not going to forget about you. We're not giving up on you. And yeah. he like literally was proclaiming, we are going to have to fundamentally change the way that we do church so that we can do both. Right. And that was their calling. That was their conviction. So I'm not speaking that over every church and that has to be their approach. Um, but I just love the fact that here's this church that had been established for a while. And that was, they're like, man, we're not giving, we're going to keep figuring this out. God's called us now, like almost to reach both. And so that's the first question to ask is that, man, what's God called you as the leader to reach? And it, I'm not saying that every church has to do church online, but, but if God's opened the door to make this now part of who you are, you've now, like Jeff asked, identified leaders that are passionate about continuing to reach people through this right. mechanism. You've built processes or you know, you now you have technology in place to do it. Man, go reach people for Jesus. There's there's billions of people in this world that need to be reached. It's not like, well, you know, how many are we gonna do? If it's one, would it be worth it? You know, you've heard that phrase, but the idea that if God's called you to, you can find a way as a leader. That's what I love about church leaders. We're scrappy, we're innovative, we'll figure it out. It could be work. It could be a new lane you have to create. It could be a new team you have to create. I don't know the complexity in which you need to, but 
but find someone who can can bring leadership of it can fall underneath the church but if you're called to do it that's i think that would be my first thing it's like if you're called to do it um and then just find a way and god will continue to open those doors i believe i believe find a way. Okay, so. I, I mean i was talking to another church on on one of these interviews and they already had i think five volunteers wow. lined up to keep doing church online once they go back into like they were they were working on what that was going to look like now because yeah. once you hit the building you know you got to produce the in-person service and that's a lot of work too um, and, and there are people who are physical our all 35 are open we've actually launched a campus since uh all this happened um, over a few years like that was on the plan and we paused it and god made a way for the building all this stuff right yeah but so there, but there are people that were still serving that aren't able to come back health reasons whatever that may be they don't feel comfortable i mean and so for us it's like we were already doing it but for for many churches when you open back up that doesn't mean that everyone that was can and so I think going back to that phrase, like we're not giving up on you. Yeah. And that's a community call to reach. I know you'll find a way and uh, make it part of what you do as a church, if you're called to. So love that. Love that. Um, again, if you're watching live, uh, give give Kyle a big shout out, man. Give the give the show a like. Say thanks to Kyle in the comments. Um, but Kyle, this has been great. Thank you for the time. Thank today. Um, it's been awesome. We could keep chatting. There's a bunch more questions, but we'll call it for today. Maybe we'll do a round two someday. Yeah. Well, and I just want to invite at churchonlineplatform.com. You can go to it. You can learn about it. Um, our support team, our staff and volunteers stand ready. If you have questions, uh, maybe some questions we didn't answer, we stand ready to support that. Um, as well as there's some really good communities that are available online that um, that we don't necessarily lead them all, but we can get you connected to. So if you write in to the open network team or the church online platform team, we'll, we'll make sure we get you connected or your team connected. So we just, we're honored to partner and serve whatever church will allow us to serve them. Yeah. Yeah. And where can folks go to check out like life churches, online experience, just for yeah. live dot life dot church. So L I V E live dot life dot church is where you go to find our church online services. And there's probably a service starting in the next 60 to 90 minutes if there's not one going right now. So Love it. Love it. That's amazing. Well, Kyle, thanks again. Thanks, thanks. again for everyone joining us live. It's been a great day. Uh, have an awesome week and great, uh, great weekend worshiping the Lord. Um, thanks, everybody.